0: All right, gang. So at the last boot camp in San Diego, uh, there was a young man, a private practice owner from the greater Chicago area. Uh, his name is Samir. And uh, he pulled me aside and told me a really good story. And he said, you know, you're not really reaching out, meaning me, to the new grad. People that are coming out of school with their DPT, they want to own their own practice. They want to pay off their student debts. They want to have some time and financial freedom, but they don't know how to do it. So Samir started learning from me when he was a DPT student. And he had a dream of owning his own practice. And he said, you know, if it wouldn't be for your program, Killer Marketing, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. And he said, when I started with you, I was living with my mom. And now I have a growing staff. I believe he's opening another location. Things are going great. He's doing really well. And he said, I didn't know what I didn't know at the time. But now, my mom actually works for me. I was able to move out, paying off my student loans, my business loans, everything else, and I'm in much better financial shape than if I wouldn't have had your program. So I want to um, talk about this, and I'm guessing, just from talking with literally hundreds of DPT students who are coming out of school all over the US, and the number one problem, the number one pain point seems to be, how do I pay off my student loans? And I, I want to give a little bit of a, a contrast here. When I went through school, um, I remember my freshman year at college misericordia exceeded $20,000 a year. I think it was $20,500 a year. My freshman or my sophomore year. And I was devastated. And now, I mean, education is the bubble, uh, that just won't seem to burst. It, it just keeps going up. I know, uh, you know, I believe misericordia now is over $50,000 a year from what I've, learn from uh, DPT students. And I, I think the cost of education is astronomical everywhere. So you're a DPT student, you're coming out of school, and you want to pay off your student loans as quick as possible because you know, you're know you likely coming out with 160 to... Uh, 160 is the average that I've heard to $250,000. That's the biggest that I've heard uh, in student loans. And you want to pay that off as soon as possible. And there's a huge error that I see most students, most new grads, entry level PTs making. And this is it. Um, they try to minimize their lifestyle and just throw all the money at the student loan. And, you know, let's say, and I'll, I'll even tell you where the logic comes from. So, uh, by the way, I paid off my student loans. They weren't anywhere near what the average student has today. I think I had like $25,000. Again, that was devastating for me at the time, but, I've done this, so I'm not giving you theory. I'm giving you what I've actually done, and I'm giving you what exactly what I've helped other DPTs to do. So anyhow, you're probably looking at your student loans, and uh, let's say you have $200,000. Let's say they're at 8%, which is not a good interest rate at all, but let's say it's 8%. So $16,000 a year, you're paying just in pure interest. You're not paying against the principal or anything else, $16,000 a year. Well, the logic is if I can decrease the principal um, over a few years and get it down really quick, then I'm saving all that interest money. Uh, okay, that's fine. Um, that philosophy actually comes from the Great Depression. And uh, if you had grandparents who lived during that time, um, like I did, there was this idea that we don't want to have debt. And the reason that um, we didn't want to have debt is because the bank at any given time could come and take whatever you had debt on. So back in the 1930s, at, in the beginning of the Great Depression, 1929, 1930s, um, if you had a, a mortgage on your house and, uh, for some odd reason, the bank wanted to claim your house, they could just come and take your house if you still owed money on it. That's not the way that it is today and it's a different economic environment and there's a smarter way to do things and I'm going to show you exactly what I did uh, because it's very non-traditional. It's not taught. I'll give you three references. At the end of this video, I'll give you three books that you can go and start investing in yourself and improving your financial education, but I find that 95% of PTs don't want anything to do with learning how money works. Now, they just traded, so just think about this for a second. Um, Minimum wage, which you could have done without your college degree. You could go out and earn, I think, what's minimum wage? $8, dollars eight twenty-five 25 an hour. So you could earn about $17,000 a year. You went, and I did the same thing. We went and bought a college education. My college education was about $100,000. If you're graduating today, it's about $250,000, $300,000 in exchange for uh, not only helping people and working in a profession that we want to work in, but also... Um, the idea that we're going to earn more money. So now instead of $17,000 a year, let's say we come out of school and we're earning $70,000 a year. So we've improved our financial situation by $53,000 a year in income. However, there's a little error in judgment there and logic. And what happens is that $53,000 that we improved upon were actually we have to pay about $20,000 of that in taxes. So we only get to keep about 33. So therefore, if we had a $300,000 education, it's going to make, take about 10 years without including the interest payments, about 10 years for us to break even. So something to think about. Plus, we could have been earning $17,000 a year in college during our five to seven years. So we're really behind the eight ball here. And again, um, I, I want to share with you how you can do this especially if you're coming out of school with a $1,000 to $2,000 a month student loan payment. So how can you pay off your student debt in record time? And again, I just shared with you what most people do. Here's how I would think about it, and this is what I did. So this is really basic stuff from a book I'm going to share with you. It's by Robert Kiyosaki. The book that really put him on the map, the the best-selling book, was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which I've read. And I actually counted, I have 18 Robert Kiyosaki books on my bookshelf that I've read. I'm going to share with you the best one here at the end of this video. But anyhow, this is called an income statement. So it's income and expense. So if you're making, let's say it's $6,000 a month or $72,000 a year, and your expenses are $3,000 a month, you have some sort of leftover. That's the, the whole name of the game with life is that your expenses are less than your income. So hopefully you didn't go out and buy a brand new car the second you graduated or go get a, um, a new apartment and have to furnish it with $5,000 to $10,000 in furniture or anything like that. But, um, anyhow, that's game number one is income must be greater than your expenses. Really, really simple. So, so this is, uh, an income statement. And then this is called a balance sheet and it's your assets and your liabilities. So let's define an asset. Um, An asset for you would be your education. So you have a DPT, you have a degree, you have a license, um, hopefully, or you're going to, and an asset increases your income. So it adds to your income. A liability adds to your expenses. So pretty simple. So with this definition, and again, this is one of the things that put Robert Kiyosaki on the map, he said, okay, is your home an asset or a liability? Most people, the majority of people say your home is an asset and there's this thought that you're building equity over time and um, that's really a game, uh, a marketing scheme or ploy, marketing position by most banks who are lending you money. Your house truly is a liability because it adds to expenses. So if you went out and bought a house, even if it's a t- tiny house, you still have expenses there. You have electricity and plumbing and maintenance to pay for, taxes, etc., So It adds to your expense. Uh, If you have an apartment, that's a liability. If you bought a vehicle, if you have a vehicle, that's a liability. I'm not saying don't buy vehicles. What I'm going to show you here in a second is how you can build assets and then add expense. That's the whole name of the game here. So, um, Anyhow, another type of asset, at least some that I've built over time, are real estate. The building that we're in right now Oh, I forget what I own. 63% of the building. It's a $2.1 million building. Uh, we had a, a $1.8 million mortgage, and then that's down to 1.5 right now. And every month, I'm just I'm adding $5,000 in income here on my income statement. And, and it's just for paying ourselves rent. Really, really simple. So real estate is a classic asset another one would be like my youtube channel so it's nowhere near the height of the youtube days back in like 2013 2014 when i was making 13,000 a year but i think i'm making 400 a month right now and it doesn't cost me anything to do that so build an asset just let it run really really simple stuff that is an asset other businesses that i'm involved with madden pt here my partnership at gilbert pt uh, bptm There are businesses that run can run partially without me, so their assets where I'm earning money every single month. We have another company called Three Minute Relief um, where we're earning money there as well. Anyhow, so that's that's the whole focus is assets increase your income, liabilities increase your expense. So what do we wanna do? We wanna have assets. So how do you do that? Because very likely you didn't learn this in physical therapy school. Physical therapy schools do an awesome job at training you to be usually a well-rounded PT. So you could go into home health, you could go into acute care, you could go into subacute care, you could go into a long-term or assisted uh, living facility, you could go into outpatient physical therapy, you could go into peds, you could go into a multitude of settings and succeed. So there's something called the cash flow quadrant. This is really important. You want to pay attention to this. Probably want to write this one down. If you didn't already write down, draw out the income statement and balance sheet, you're definitely going to want to write this down. There's four ways that you can earn it money. You can be an employee. That's where you're trading time for money. You can be self-employed. That's where you're doing that, but you're your own boss. You can be a business owner. That's where you have a system or a series of systems that are working for you and you can be an investor that's where you uh that's really just capitalism you uh invest money in something for example like i have a uh i'm a super minority owner in a uh fulfillment center in utah uh, i think it's like 1% or something like that and i invested money in i'm completely passive i don't do anything with it at all and there is a return on that investment so that's completely passive investment that would be an example of i The main areas that we want to focus on are here and here because there's a chasm, there's a jump from becoming an employee, which is what we learn how to do when we're in school, to becoming a business owner. And guess what? You don't have to have a bricks and mortar business owner like this in order to have an asset that is earning you money that literally will pay for your student loans. So anyhow, there's a jump here. And that jump is going to require you to learn a new language. It's going to require you to put some things into action. Again, this is trading time for money. This is trading time for money for yourself. This is a system, an asset that is earning you income, regardless of whether or not you work in it. Again, I'll give you an example here. And so right now, uh, Madden PT, we've had, we've seen 8,000 visits this year. Um, and I've seen six. So uh, I invest about three hours a week with the staff. We have key people in place. They're awesome people and they run our systems. Um, Really, really simple. So I'm no longer trading time for money like I was when I first came out of school and I went to work for uh, an orthopedic practice. And it's like you can get there too. And that's, I'm just showing you what this can look like. So anyhow, let's create a plan out of all this um one is you have student loan payments right now maybe you consolidate it hopefully you did and you're either on a 10 20 or 30 year payment plan i would leave that as is just make whatever payments are required of you continue to pay that um, as simply as you can so i opened up in private practice september 2nd 2003 i was three years out of school Yeah, my first day was as a PT was September 5th, 2000, September 2nd, 2003, opened my private practice and uh, six months in to private practice was making about $100,000 a year or roughly $8,000 a month. And I remember uh, the owner of the building said, Hey, I am selling the building. Do you want to buy it? And we looked at it and it cost me about $5,000 a month to buy the building at the time because i didn't have a hundred thousand dollars laying around to buy the building but i knew it was an asset and i knew it would pay off for us handsomely over time um and it did but i remember like i had to sit down with my wife stephanie and i said hey we could be taking this five thousand a month and paying off our student loans you know we could be doing all these we could go buy a new house we could go buy new cars i had this junky old saturn at the time Uh, she did not have a nice car and You know, we were living in basically a a two bedroom condo apartment and we really wanted to have a nice house to, for our family and everything else. And I said, but like, we really need to do this asset. It was not a popular decision, but thank God we did that. That original 5,000 a month for 10 months, which was 50 grand is what I had to put in to buy the building. That has returned to us as of today over $1.5 million. So put 50 in, got 1.5 back, and then every single month, um, building $5,000 in equity with the 1.5 million we've already received as a return. So anyhow, that's an example of an asset, not a popular decision. The popular decision, the majority, most people would take that 5,000 a month and pay down a student loan or go buy a liability like a new car or house. We chose not to do that. Um, we eventually got the new house. Now we bought our dream house. We eventually got new vehicles, but we did the asset first. Very non-traditional against the grain, but it's the way that you want to think if you're serious about getting out of student debt as quick as possible. So payments. The other thing is we didn't take on any liabilities. No new house, no cars, no new furniture, anything like that. Uh, avoided that as much as possible. Obviously, She had a, what was the name of the vehicle? A Suzuki sidekick that did break down. We had a newborn. We went and bought a used Toyota 4Runner that was really inexpensive. So anyhow, don't take on any liabilities. What are liabilities? They are things that add to the expense. We want to avoid that as much as possible. The next step is invest in assets. So you have this, you've been educated how to be an employee. There's an idea that you just want to go out and open your own business. When I opened up in 2003, I had been studying business in one way or another for 10 years. And again, I'll give you some books here that you can go to right away. But how can you start investing in yourself? I would minimize your living expenses today if you just came out of school. As much as possible, don't take on any liabilities and invest as much as possible in assets. Where can you do that? Well, one, you can find mentors. And guess what? They're free. This video that I'm sharing with you right now is, I'm just sharing with you how, you know, what has happened for me. By the way, we do have luxuries right now, which are amazing. Uh Just took my wife to a five day trip in Palafitos in Mexico with a glass bottom bungalow uh, on the water, all this other stuff. Um, we're able to go out and buy uh nice vehicles. She has a Yukon. Uh We're trading that up for a Model S or a Model X, the Tesla SUV. I'm driving a a nice vehicle, a Model S. We're able to fully fund our children's uh, 529 plans, which is $28,000 a year. We have five kids. Uh, We're able to pay off our house, not have mortgage, do everything the right way. But it was because of the foundation we laid years ago. I share my time with a lot of people, specifically young PTs like Samir, who are hungry to learn, like you, and i did the same exact thing when i came out of school found three mentors really quick one is in the roofing industry and i'm 69 70 years old has flowed a ton of knowledge to me and i was able to learn from what he had done and anytime i had an important decision just go out to lunch text them whatever um i had an have another one in insurance who is 84 years old now uh, that i have lunch with once a month and again uh, Ernie just teaches me awesome stuff about life and how to handle success and failure at the same time. Really good relationship there. Then I have a real estate mentor as well, who is in his mid fifties. And, um, in his experience, he went zero to 180 million a year or zero to 180 million dollars in real estate portfolio with regards to assets. And I, I learned from him and I learned wealth management. And again, um, I never paid for that advice. I just simply asked them to lunch or dinner. I always offer a treat, they always pay, but I, you know, I, I just have that sounding board to go to of people that are where I want to be in respective areas within life. You can find those same things. Here's a really quick lesson, even though I've done a blog post or a vlog on this in the past, you want to learn and respect their time. So usually what I'll do is when I get back to my office after we have our meeting. I'll just write notes of everything that was discussed and get that back to them and just say, hey, am I on the right track here with my thinking? Is this what you meant to say? Is this what the intention was? Did I really uh, duplicate that principle the way that you meant it to be, your experience? Um, and they appreciate that. They're looking for people to flow to. They're usually not looking for money. They're looking to be respected. And if you do that, you're gonna find some really, really good mentors. Next thing is books. So if you don't have anybody in your area, if you live in a a rural area of the country and there's nobody successful in your area, or at least you don't know how to put forth the effort to find those people, I'm going to give you three books to get started with today. And you can go to Amazon and pick these up for probably less than 30 bucks for all three. So first one is George S. Clayson, Richest Man in Babylon, Awesome Book on Money, Written in old English, but you'll get the idea. There's some really good stuff in there that have crossed over into even modern day financial vernacular and talk. It's a classic book. You have to check it out. Next one, again, I've read 18 Robert Kiyosaki books. This is by far the best one in terms of summary. I hear very few people talk about this, but I, th- I think it gives the best principles. It expands on this income statement and the balance sheet and also the cash flow quadrant, ESBI. But it's called Increase Your Financial IQ get smarter with your money. Awesome stuff. Definitely must read this. The next one is kind of the book that started it all for me. I read this back in 95 or 96 when it first was published, but it's called The Millionaire Next Door. The Surprising Secrets of America's Wealthy. And what most of us perceive as a a wealthy person, that person usually doesn't have money. And people that like slide under the radar a little bit, people that wear old shirts so this is a pretty old worn out shirt i know you might not be able to see this now but the you know the 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 threads the uh the seams are a little bit frayed people that you don't might not perceive have as to have money i'm wearing vans right now black khakis that are old again fraying at the cuff they they usually do and or they they'll frequently fly under your radar because we're used to reality TV, which you know flashes bling and you know that crib-style home, and we see that, and we think that those people have money. They usually don't. They they're usually just somebody who consumes a lot of liabilities and has tremendous expenses, but um, they're usually behind the eight ball with regards to wealth accumulation. They usually have very few assets. Usually just high income earners. So most people who are high income earners here, even if they're making 500,000 or a million bucks a year, uh, you know, like a lot of professional athletes, they don't understand money management. They get themselves in trouble specifically if that faucet ever shuts off because they don't have a business in place that that keeps running. They don't have any assets. Um, anyhow, so that's books. The other one you can do is courses. So early on, I can remember being in school, um, and going and taking Financial and business courses. There's a lot of stuff out there. It is insane to me when I see DPT students, particularly near the end or entry level PTs, and they'll knee jerk with like a $500 or $1,000 course. And I mean, I got to the point where I was investing $43,000 a year, I think is my highest in my own education. I'm doing $5,000 a year in books on Amazon. I read a lot of books. You can do that same thing. You can go to the public library and get this for free. Courses, again, I will see therapists who knee-jerk at investing $1,000 in themselves, but they just spent, invested $250,000 a year to become a higher earner right here. But it's that that extra learning how to build asset investment that will take them from $70,000 a year To $150,000 a year or $500,000 a year or a million dollars a year and I again I want to wrap this up for you with paying off your student debt when I paid off my student debt in the end I wrote one check to wipe out um, I think I had like 15 or $20,000 left, but it was because we had assets Um, you know uh, I'm saving more money per month today than what my student loans were and it was because I did this plan right here, focused on building assets, did not take on liabilities in the beginning. And I learned from mentors, read a ton of books and took some really good courses along the way. Yep. I took some lousy courses too, but, um, I mean, just talk with your, uh, talk with other entrepreneurs, see what they're learning from. It doesn't have to be for me. It could be, you know, traffic and conversion convention, or it could be something else related to business, um, that you can go out and learn from. I know uh gkic for years uh, did some really awesome courses i'm not sure what they're doing right now but that's the the dan kennedy or the dan kennedy company that's been sold now a couple different times but they they were a great resource for me above that you know jeff walker's company plf they do an awesome event there's tony robbins uh business mastery i think he has a pretty popular course There's a lot of places that you can learn from taking both online and live courses. Get out there and do that. Talk with other entrepreneurs. Talk with other business owners, even if they're not private practice owners, and find some really good courses that your peers and friends and acquaintances recommend. I would go to your mentors, um, if you have one or two, and ask them where they learned from and go invest in those courses. It's worth your while. So I hope this makes sense. Realize again, what we're trying to do here is if you can double your income, your student loans are going to be nothing. So like if you have right now a thousand dollar a month student loan in your expenses. So if we're right here, what we're trying to do as fast as possible is find an asset, build an asset that is earning us $12,000 a year or a thousand dollars a month. Pretty simple to do. You know, when and I'll give you one more example here. So I, I had a goal. Uh, I wanted to have a Model S, a, a Tesla. It's an electric vehicle. There's a cost to that, and it's, it's roughly about a thousand dollars a month. So anyhow, what I did was, I, I sat down with my wife and I said, "Hey, want to do this? It's a thousand dollars a month." And I said, what I'm going to do first is I'm going to go out and build an asset where I'm earning 10,000 a month extra. OK? So we did that. And she completely agreed she said that's fine you can go do that but i test drove one and i said i'm not going to buy the tesla until first i'm earning an extra ten thousand dollars a month with this asset and we did that and then i went out and got the car and now it's fully fully paid for so it didn't really add any extra expenses for me because i went out and first had an asset build an asset that brought me that extra income. So hope that makes sense. If you have any questions, I'm sure we'll have a link on this vlog here where you can interact with me, leave me a comment. I'm here to help you pay off your student loans as quick as possible and experience the time and financial freedom that you're looking for through physical therapy. Thanks.